In a world where chronic DVD and Blu-ray acquisition disorder runs amok, Colin faces a daunting task. With a collection of over 1,200 titles, can he bring himself to watch the 65 films that sit on his shelves, unwatched, unloved, and still under wraps? Hello and welcome to Still Under Wraps. My name is Colin and with me as always is my fellow film watcher, compadre and son, Thomas. Hi, hello. Welcome. Hi. And welcome. Hello. And welcome. Look, today uh, we've got a bit of a change of scenery from the last couple of films. We've got something that's super serious and I made a mistake. Right. I I pre-prepare certain things for putting the podcast together, mm. including the little bit of interlude in between us not having watched the film and mm. us watching the film. And usually I use a piece of the soundtrack, mm-hmm. which because, and just so that you know, all of these films that we watch in this podcast are films that we've never seen before. Nope. They sit on our shelf, have been collected over the years as films that have interested me or have been a bargain or have been given to me, but up until now, I haven't seen. So my son is joining me in wading through the large stack of DVDs that are unwatched, unloved and still under wraps. Mm-hmm. And then we decide whether they stay on the shelf. Yep. But as I was saying, do some pre-preparation and find a piece of interlude between those two segments of us watching and not watching. And occasionally, and I've got to stop doing this, I think, hey, how about I just grab the teaser trailer to it and I've got Mm -hmm. a big spoiler. Right. And I'm going to tell it to you now. Right. Uh, No, I'm not. Um, So I'm going to stop doing that because I've done it before. I've been bitten badly by going down the teaser trailer route and it gives away too much which is really silly because some of these films are very old Mm -hmm. but because my memory is so shocking if i'd seen it on an ad when it was first released at the cinemas i will have well and truly forgotten about it i've got to stop doing that so from here on in you will be entertained during that small interim with a short piece of music from the soundtrack mm-hmm. which doesn't give anything away to me but other than a feel if the soundtrack composer has done his job well it's given me a feel for what we're in for and speaking of which what are we in for tonight we're in for a film called the kite runner is there a blurb on the back of this unwrapped unwatched and still under wraps dvd yes there is and and about half of it is self-congratulatory okay then we'll we'll scrap the self-congratulatory emmy and oscar and mm. golden globe award nominations and just get mm-hmm. straight into the crux of The short synopsis. As young boys, Amir and Hassan were inseparable friends until one fateful act tore them apart. Years later, Amir will embark on a dangerous quest to right the wrongs of the past and redeem himself in ways he never expected by displaying the ultimate in courage and devotion to his friend. 
The other thing that I've learned over the months, this is our 17th episode, by the way, which is mm-hmm. pretty impressive. I'm stunned. Other than the fact that both of us today are well and truly unprepared. Oh, yes. <laughs> Um, we've been doing other things. Actually, what I have been doing is being distracted by a challenge by Lee Sargent from LeeDrawsStuff.com, who has started a series, a weekly series, of creative prompts. These creative prompts give you a springboard for sending you off in a certain direction and that's what i've been doing today and uh it's really fun that's what i've been doing what have you been doing uh not that excellent well (laughs) although i have been following along good and Uh, links in the show notes obviously links in the show notes and thank you lee for the challenge and i'm having a real big bit of fun with this one and i'm not going to give away what it is Thomas, you have been podcasting behind my back yet again. Yep. And links in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Our, our sister podcast. <laughs> knack, our, knack, knack. our pirate sister podcast, the unauthorized uh, <laughs> podcast that Thomas uh, puts out called... Uninhibited Meat Noises. And fortunately... In the latest short episode that he has released, he explains the reasoning behind the name of his rogue podcast. Mm. I had no idea, and now Mm -hmm. I do. I had fears and worries and what have you, but those have all been allayed, if that is the word. Yes. My fears have been allayed. Um, I have no idea where I was heading earlier. We know what we're in for. Yes, I've, I've been slowly picking apart the, the, the plastic on, on this case. Thomas is opening the case as we... Yes, as, as we... Waste time. Yep. I'm, I'm just going to get on with it now. Let's, let's do it. My recollection is that this film, when it came out, was quite well received. Mm-hmm. And I, again, bought it cheap because I was curious, but have put it off and put it off because I know that it is... Supposedly a sad movie. <laughs> yes, it smells sad. Oh yeah, that's that's it's, it's got that's some good. The aroma of tears. Some good DVD case smell there. Okay, so without any further ado, we're going to pop that into the DVD player, and we're going to watch it, and then we're going to talk about it. So we'll catch you on the flip side. Bye.
I don't think I can look at you at the moment. I'm a bit teary. Right. Mm. You're not? No. No, not particularly. No. No. Good. Yeah, I don't know what to say about that. It's um, mm. uh, another gut-wrencher, mm. for me at least. I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not picking up what you're putting down mm. here. I don't know how focused you were on it tonight, but... Uh, I didn't enjoy it, but it's not a particularly pleasant film to begin with. So. No, no, it's it's not an enjoyable film. And I guess, is it more than that? Mm. Um, I mean, we've certainly watched some films that haven't been enjoyable, but have been important and mm. the world is better for them being made. I think what I found difficult to grasp is how recent all of mm. that was and the brutality that is still happening now. The whole scenario with Afghanistan, I mean, they mentioned in the film that the Russians will be gone because no one who invades Afghanistan stays in Afghanistan. Mm. I can't remember the precise phrasing, but it has a history of all of that happening uh, over and over again of invasions and eventually pull, the invaders mm. pulling out because it is such a difficult place to control and anyone who's invading it has to control it. Mm. And it it is uncontrollable. But when it gets to ostensibly their own people mm. trying to rule and it was an awful film <laughs> mm. and, and I mean that in, in the way that it was really hard to take mm. and sit through it certainly made me more aware of the atrocities that Afghanistan has been put mm. through and has put through themselves but I, I'm certainly choked up by it mm. there is a deep religious undertone in it and yet it also recognizes the hypocrisy mm. of those who are using the religion to control the people mm. and those people who are insisting on people living a certain way uh, you know under the gun living that mm. certain way, and yet also living against that same law themselves uh, and and conducting atrocities that are against those very same uh, religious laws. You know, I guess it comes back to you know, the, the old saying of power corrupts mm. and absolute power corrupts absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, filmed in China mm-hmm. predominantly. Which, again, is such a, a bit of a, a cultural conundrum that, that mm. I'm, I'm trying to come to grips with. I, I noticed, produced with assistance of Beijing Happy Pictures Cultural Communications Company Limited. Mm. Happy Pictures. And that was not a happy picture. No. It certainly ended with a hopefulness and a certain degree of happiness, but also the the scars that everyone is suffering from whilst trying to have that hope. It's a, a very, very tainted happiness. Mm. I, I didn't take very many notes. No? And, and the notes that I did take were in the first 
15-20 minutes of the film. As we put the disc in the player, uh, we were presented with a choice. We had the choice to watch a short public service announcement before we watched the film. And I can't remember much of the content. About half of it was about non-governmental organisations, and then it ended with a link to a mostly dead website, such as the nature of websites. Basically, the, the vibe was that the only real thing that is going to save the people of Afghanistan, certainly at that point when the DVD was released, was non-government aid. Mm. There was so much political barriers mm. going on there. As you can see, we're, we're a little bit... I think I'm uncomfortable. And mm. I think that was the very aim of the film. Mm. And in that way, it, it worked. It, it certainly made me uncomfortable. And in a, a different way to the way that uh, other films have made me uncomfortable. Uh, again, it's this sense of this is happening now. And I'm suddenly feeling powerless to do anything about it. You know, watching the mm. story unfold and not being able to do anything about it. We, we've watched mm. films set in... You know, World War Two, and and that is history. You mm. know, you can feel a great sense of loss and um, and mourn for those who are lost, but they are gone, um, and and that is the past. But this very much was presenting a now. Mm. So I am uncomfortable, and I'm, mm. I'm yeah. And yet, despite that closeness, that familiarity, uh, and another one of the notes that I made somewhat jokingly was, oh no, have we dived headlong into a subtitled film? We we totally have. And indeed, it was yes. almost entirely subtitled. Almost entirely subtitled. And I, I confess that any trailers that I recalled seeing, um, you know, they were all speaking in English, and so mm. that did come as a surprise. I, I don't have a problem with subtitles, mm. um, but, yeah, it, it certainly did come as a surprise. Mm. And I'm glad that that was the case. The rhythm and cadence of the language... I think was important. Mm. It made me feel like a stranger and yet getting a glimpse of the traditions. Mm. Uh, uh, there was a scene right at the beginning where the camera um, followed someone through a marketplace mm. and there were various things being cooked and it was filmed so well that I could smell certain things and things that I've never smelt before but I could imagine that large fish being deep fried in the pot of oil and, and what have you. It was filmed such that I didn't feel like a tourist mm. and so the, the language as well, it, it was a, a case of, you know, yeah, the subtitles are there, but you're having to make the effort to, to read them. I, I felt it was important for that immersion in, in the culture. The last note that I made before I stopped taking notes uh, was to note an interesting concept introduced towards the start of the film, 
And what I noted down was every sin is just variations of theft. Yes, and that, that is absolutely right. I have certainly heard that presented before. Um, mm. And I guess the equivalent in Christianity is do unto others as you would have them do unto mm. you. Everything hinges on that. Mm. If that is a commandment that you know you, you treat people how you would wish to be treated yourself that um yeah the other one very close to that scene and i think i wrote it down if i can read my screen this is a very going to be a very dry podcast and mm. I, I actually make no apologies for that um mm-hmm. it, it i think i think i am s- somewhat shell-shocked by it mm. um and again it's been a a difficult week I think I had enough suspicions of this film to know that this would be quite a difficult film to to tackle. Oh, my my other note was opening credits were beautiful. Mm-hmm. The Arabic mm. uh, text, brush animations, and uh, mm. and transformations, and the the watercolor uh, washes in the background, a, a beautiful opening title sequence, which I guess in some ways brings me to the other quote where two fathers um, mm. are, are talking about raising a son. Mm. And uh, it, the quote went along the lines of, your children aren't colouring books, you can't just fill them with your favourite colours. Mm. They're going to make their own. You're not making a carbon copy of, of yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess... In a lot of ways, it's like me having a fascination with science fiction. I, I cannot expect any of my children to mm. automatically, you know, I've been lucky um, <laughs> that yeah. that has happened. But you certainly see parents who have a love for something and in, try to force that love of something onto their children and are gobsmacked if they don't have that exact same fascination or interest Mm. the production of this film is a little sad i did what research i could between reading subtitles yep yep and the release of this film was delayed by a few weeks out of fears for the safety of the young boys who starred Ah, in this film yep because it's not a particularly pleasant depiction of of them or of of the culture for that matter. Yeah. And it has mostly ruined their lives oh. since one of them in particular uh, has expressed some regret in having participated in the movie. Right. It is always the problem with child actors and this goes to another level it's not just mm-hmm. a case of being typecast or having riches thrown a thrust upon parents or things like that but uh, that's interesting to to hear and and it saddens me because again i think it is an important um, i mean it's a fictional account mm. but i think an important fictional account of the way afghanistan has uh, suffered mm. Uh, but it, it, yeah, it is sad that that's had the the effect that it's had. You've got a a certain group of people who uh, fanatical mm. group of people who would certainly make that a problem. 
Well, that just makes it even cheerier, that does. Mm, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. That being said, I do not know where that sits as far as the shelf is concerned. Mm. I guess it comes under the same category of Schindler's List. Mm. I don't know whether you have seen Schindler's no, List. No, Okay. I have. I went to see it at the cinema, and it was an absolutely incredible film that I have not since been able to bring myself to watch again. Mm. It affected me in a way that was important, but I don't want to do that to myself again. And I suspect that The Kite Runner falls into that same category. And mm. I know that there are people who follow the podcast that... You know, Schindler's List is is up there on on favourite films. Mm. Don't get me wrong, Schindler's List is an incredible film, but I can't watch it again. And as far as The Kite Runner is concerned, is it telling a story that I want the rest of my children to have the chance to watch? I'm going to have to sit on that one for a while, I think. Personally, I have no need... Or want to see it again. Yeah. I don't think I particularly... Ignoring enjoyment, I don't think I particularly liked the yep. film. But I, again, again I don't know whether it is a case of, you know, were you meant to like it? Mm. And I don't think you were. It, it tackled tough stuff that... Well, I guess the analogy is also there as far as the storyteller side of things is concerned. Mm. Uh, all throughout the film, the main protagonist uh, wants to be a writer, mm. a, a storyteller, and he is constantly belittled for that mm. because fictional stories aren't important. Mm. And this is a fictional story that we watched, uh, and I think it was important. It's a conundrum. One of the problems for me, I think, is that it the film hasn't, really told me anything I didn't know. Right. Already. Yep. I certainly learnt more about the culture. Mm. Um, and it certainly, for me at least, added an extra dimension to the Afghan culture versus the Muslim culture and mm. the Muslim extremist culture. It's it's sort of expanded that spectrum, I guess. Let's move on. Yes. I think I have not made a decision as far as whether that stays on the shelf or not. I'm reeling from a lot of directions at the moment, and mm. yes, I won't make any decisions that I may regret. But let's move on. A little bit of frivolity. Yes. What's on the shelf? You know it's probably DVDs. Okay, so I'm seeing... 16 rows in the sheet, assuming that we haven't missed anything. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we've missed anything. We'll check after we've finished recording. Yeah, and make apologies later. Yes. So easier to ask forgiveness than to ask permission. Ah, uh, yes, that's... That's uh, That's got nothing to do with this here, but no, in, in this case it's easy to ask forgiveness than to look through our Facebook page mm. and... Yeah, this is very, very... um. Python programming thing to say, ask for forgiveness, not permission. Yes. Try to do something and have something to do if that doesn't work out. That's right. Okay, so we select a number. 
Thanks once again to Random.org, the true random number service. Listening to the sounds of the universe since whenever they started. Fifteen. Okay. Was that because a butterfly flapped its wings? Who knows? I don't. Okay. I don't know what's going on in the atmospheric room. So, number fifteen is... Grant suggests Duck Soup by the Marx Brothers. I I haven't seen Duck Soup. It's a classic, Thomas. It is. Have, have but you I seen have it? not seen no. either. Is is it on the shelf? It is not on the no. shelf. The, the Marx Brothers, they really haven't come up on my radar. And I don't know whether that is to do with age or with location or... That being said, I was listening to uh, one of the Marx Brothers doing a... I was on another podcast, mm. 99% Invisible. Right. If I can recommend a podcast that is far, 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 far better than this, mm-hmm. it's 99% Invisible with Roman Mars. It's you, brilliant. You, you'll find the, the right episode and put it in the show notes, right? Yes, I'm sh- I think it was the one about uh, jaywalking. Right. And how the uh, car companies made it so that people were uncomfortable crossing the road in front of cars. Mm-hmm. Whereas for a great deal of time, cars were secondary to pedestrians mm-hmm. on the roads. Such as a lot of things, it is big industry that yes. paves the way yes. to social norms. Yep. But I, I think that was the episode that one of the Marx Brothers did some voices on. Mm. Uh, but Duck Soup, no. 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 Sorry, Grant. You're older than us. Mm. <laughs> if, if you'd like to have a chance to also score zero points by making I- interesting predictions about what is on the shelf, you can go to our Facebook group. The link is in the show notes. Yes, and again, Grant, I do commend him for aiming for the high score Mm. by going for something obscure that would have got a major bonus multiplier, I think. Mm. Yes. That that hardly seems relevant now. (laughs) It does seem completely irrelevant, but he's retiring this week, I think, so I don't think this is going to come up very high on his radar of things to be upset about. Right. Um, <clears throat> uh, happy retirement, too. Mm-hmm. And happy trip to Wales afterwards. I'm jealous. Very, very jealous. Anyway, I didn't say any who that time. Oh, you just did. It's ruined. The moment is ruined. It's ruined. <laughs> so we're going to go off to our next segment. Yep. Shake the phone and pick a film, and then we'll watch the film next week. Anyway, I'll give it a pre-shake, a pre-shake, pre-shake, make sure it's working. Uh-huh. Okay, I'm there we go. I'm pretty sure it is working. I have shaken it. And... He can't see it. I can see it. Uh-oh. Okay. 2014's Fury. Well, okay. Another war film. Mm-hmm. 
Another war film that oh, I do know. Brad Pitt's in that it. It stars Brad Pitt. Yes, yes. his name is is right there at, at the top of the. Probably the, the bigger case. than the name of the film. Uh, no, but it is wider. Right. It, it's quite spaced out, actually. I'm quite spaced out, actually. <laughs> if you do want to watch that film before we get to it next week, uh, the advisory on the case is uh, MA15 plus. Uh, for strong war themes, violence, blood, and gore, and coarse language. You can see why I bought it. Yes. Um, no, the, the truth is I'm a sucker for, um, you know, against all odds type of movies where everything's against them, which I believe is the type of movie that this is. Yes. Can you can confirm that by reading the blurb that happens to be on the phone? Well, it has the words outnumbered and outgunned in the blurb, so... Okay. Yes. Set in World War Two. Yep. Has an American tank in it. Mm-hmm. And a tank crew. Yep. And lots of guns aimed at them. Yeah. Lots of them. Mm-hmm. Do they survive or not? That is the question. We will find that out next week if you decide to join us. Hopefully it'll be a little, little more upbeat than this week's, which is going to be... A disaster to try and edit. Mm-hmm. But if you're prepared to stick with us for yet another week, we'll hope to see you next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. Mm-hmm. And we'll catch you then. Bye. One, two. Oh, oh yeah. Excuse me. Um. You're right, cat. You're right. Puss. Puss. Come on, find a beanbag to sit in. <laughs>